What's going on, everybody? Hello. Yeah, we back. Uh, I almost forgot what, what I was about to say. <laughs> I paused mid-sentence. That uh, happens to me a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, got a trivia for you. Got a trivia question. Okay. A trivia question. Okay. How many of you all know? I mean, well, let me restart that. <laughs> How many of you all know? Ten. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ten of us. Fifteen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at one point, mm. um, Chicago had more than 77 community areas. How many did it have? I'll tell you after we come back after the intro. But first, if you could, please like, subscribe, follow Join us on all social media platforms at 77 Flavor Shy. Also, follow us on uh, 77flavorshy.com. Brand new website. Hey, you can message us there. You can. You can. We respond this time. Sometimes. <laughs> we will respond. Yeah. Um, also, if you want to if you want to talk shit, just do Dario at 77flavorshy.com. Nah. <laughs> no, no. Make that change to Sarah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get ready. 77 Flavors of Chicago. It's Sarah. And it's Dario. And we traveled through all of Chicago's 77 community areas. We shared some great stories and took you to our favorite restaurants. But you know what? There's more Chicago history and food to discover. So join us as we connect you to the greatest city in the world. You know why? Because this is 77 Flavors of Chicago. Yo! Yo! Our dog is uh, losing it. Yeah, uh, we're having a case of the uh, yeah. the puppies today. You having a crisis right now? He is having a crisis. I think he lost his toy. Yeah, <laughs> it's right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome back to welcome another back. episode. How y'all feeling? Thank Good. you for that answer. Oh, <laughs> I'm answering. You on answer your for the for the people. Great. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, what did we do this week? Oh, we <laughs> we had a lot going on this week. Shit. Yeah. I mean, it was. It almost is. Crazy to think that it is, what day is it? Well, it's Sunday. Know. It's Sunday for us right now. But, yeah. I mean, we almost done with this month. We are. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's out of control. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, <laughs> January always, like, zoom by. January, February, March. Next thing you know, your ass is in, in May. I know. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, crazy. It, honestly, February is nothing. Damn. I mean, no, no, like I know, I know, <laughs> I know. No, it's a, it's an important month. Shit, yeah, that, that might be the consensus across the world. Wow. <laughs> no, but uh, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I know in, in terms of length of time. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's, it's short. I, why is that month twenty eight days? Something uh, to do with the sun and the moon and shit, right? <laughs> yeah, some white person was like uh, twenty eight. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know. It don't make no sense. I don't know. I don't no, it, it. It, there's, there's, there's. Uh, well, here's the thing. Um, a lot of calendars are based on the movement of the moon. So, like the Muslim calendar is on. It's not. It does not match right. the, the Christian regular. calendar. Right. Not regular Christian. Okay. I mean, um, <laughs> I, I was thinking. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know why I got defensive. Yeah, for real. Shit. I'm not even Muslim. <laughs> I, said, I was like, not regular. Yeah, right. Um, because, you know, because. I'm about to say the basic calendar, you get in the mall. That's the yeah, one. I, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Right, right. <laughs> not Which not is real. based on Jesus. Oh, okay. Um, but other, cal- like other calendars work based on the moon. 
the movement of the moon. So like for the Muslim calendar, you literally watch the moon and when it becomes full, that is That's the moon. beginning of the new month. Yeah. Okay, that, that makes sense. I mean, so like, like Ramadan, like when we decide every year, Ramadan is different because the calendar moves. It's, mm-hmm. it's every every year. It's like almost ten days earlier than the year before. God damn! And what? So, yeah. So it, it all depends on the movement of the of the moon. And uh, I'm sorry, not full moon. It's a it's a crescent moon. So um, you have countries like Muslim countries all over the world will monitor the moon, and if the they observe a crescent moon, that means the next day is Ramadan. Oh, that's that's yeah. So you, but you say it's ten days. I'd be like, what day it is moves, it? It moves ten days every year. Well, it moves wow. ten Christian calendar days every year. Wow. So how y'all stay on the same day? We don't. What do you mean? I mean, like, like, I mean, like, <laughs> like the ca- <laughs> if the calendars are different, I'm so confused. Well, because this is the, a good the lesson. Start though. of the year the is not. <laughs> the start of the year isn't January. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right, right, right. That I do know. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you have, like, the lunar. So, that's why it's not. It's not January 1st. Right. Right? Right. It's January 22nd. 22nd, 24th. We're already running. Right. So, every, like, the calendar doesn't start on January 1st. Which, which, by the way, happy lunar new year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The the rabbit year. This is the rabbit year? It's the rabbit year. Okay, what does that mean? It's going to be a good year. Yeah, we're going to be all all over this place. If these if these calendars are any indication to you, is that time is man made? Yeah, and right. It's arbitrary, right? So if you feel like the start of the year didn't work for you, maybe the lunar new year could be the year where you the time where you restart things and do what you want to be doing, Get or you could just do it any day. Yeah, right. Anyway, right. You could wake up be like today's the day. It could okay. be a Wednesday in Man. March. That's uh, this is this is very enlightening. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. I I'll be honest. Damn, I gotta stop saying that. Yeah. Because I'm not lying, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying the rest of the yeah, time. Yeah, everything else yeah, I say yeah, was a, a before was a lie. Damn. That's, you I don't do know say why, that a lot. Why do I say that a lot? I don't know. You know what did, I mean? Did you people know, question your... Never. Just question just, you as a child? No. Uh, yes. Mama and daddy. <laughs> that's probably why. <what> <laughs> everything everything I did. Let's unpack that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right no, let's now. not do this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start tearing up. Snot bubbles and shit coming out. Snot bubbles. All you're going to hear is... <laughs> uh, my mom, my, my mama. No. If, if you're listening to this at seven in the morning, Dario's about to trauma dump. On I you. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so. I'm about to mess up your whole Monday right now. <laughs> oh man! If, talk- you, if you learn two things, uh, Dario does not lie, yeah. and uh, you can restart your life at any point. You can because <laughs> time is man-made. Yeah, and it's meaningless. Right, right. Yeah. So it's time of the essence. Ooh, that's a good one. In terms of like we end up dying yes what's going on with this podcast this is a way I'm different podcast saying, it's, no no it's not it's not like sad <laughs> no it's not no it's not it's just very it's uh what gives life meaning if, introspective. if, life, if life didn't end mm-hmm. it would have no meaning it would mm. just you could just do whatever you want whatever you want <laughs> well, don't do that boy be lawless out here <laughs> yeah. you know what I got a PlayStation. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? So- sorry, y'all that uh, listen. <laughs> that <watched laughs> that are, so Dario made a post on our Instagram. I got y'all uh, ass. Dario was gifted a uh, a PS Five. Uh, er- early anniversary. Early Thank anniversary. You. I love you. Present. I love you too. Um, and so he made a little post on our Instagram, 
saying that he will no longer be on the podcast <laughs> and that I will be taking over full time. One, people were in an uproar. Yeah. <laughs> and I am extremely offended. <laughs> and here's the thing not just like commenting on the post, but people will m- message us separately. Like, is this real? First of all, relax. <laughs> you, see the P- you watch the full video. He pulls up a PS5 box <laughs> at the end, talking about, I gotta go throw this away. But also, would it be, it would be, it would be, uh, a little unhinged if it was just me talking to myself. <laughs> yeah. No, people do it all the time. Yeah, they're unhinged. <laughs> you want to listen to a single person podcast? The whole point is like. I don't know, man. You can explore your greatness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's an inside joke. <laughs> it's a joke. No, it? It's a, um, it ain't no, yeah, it is a joke. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, but the point is, um, you. I mean, what's entertaining about a single person podcast? I, really, not not much. I've never listened to one where it's just one person. You know, I didn't start listening. Except for Jay Shetty, he, I was about to say he releases. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, he releases one person. He releases his own epi- like a single person episode, but they're no longer than like fifteen to twenty minutes. It's just him like talking about a topic for fifteen or twenty minutes. But Jay Shetty very, sounds so intellectual on their part. He's like smart as hell. Do we sound like that? Like, like not like because <laughs> I know I'd be sounding goofy. <laughs> I say I be. <laughs> Anyway, no, but it's I mean, no, 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 it's not. I'm just saying, like the audio, like our audio is good too. But like maybe it's listening to somebody else's he has podcast. A full professional studio. So do we. <laughs> I just, know, but I'm. It's just, just sitting on one table. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, mobile. It's just mobile. Um, but uh, no, what I'm saying is like the audio it sounds so good, and ours sounds good. Also, yeah, great. But, but we do things like <laughs> that's how we talk. We, we be having shit like this. Yeah. <laughs> his is more like. My name is Jay Shetty. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. Like, you know he, he got like, the accent. Yeah. He got the accent. Be I going know. crazy on it. It's accents sound better when it's focused on the microphone. That's that's actually uh colonial conditioning. <laughs> don't let what? don't let colonialism <laughs> convince you that the British accent is great. No, okay? No. no. Stop fetishizing <laughs> the British accent. They're colonizers. I'm just saying. If you're British and listen to this podcast, thank you so much for your support. Uh, he shot at the Great Britain. We're going to be on the charts next week. Right? <laughs> We're going to be the great. Every time we say something about a different country, we end up on their charts. Damn. <laughs> we was on Germany's charts all just because we yeah, did the, uh, the Chris, the Chris Kendall market. We was on their charts for at least two weeks. Three, that's, Almost that's three crazy. weeks. That's crazy. Yeah, we was Jap- uh, Japan when we did uh, Avondale. Oh, yeah. Uh, we was on there for a week and a half. I don't, why were we on the Russian one? To start the year, I mean, to start the podcast, when we started the podcast, y'all, we were on the the Russian charts, like not just on there chart. We charted. We were like top fifty, like at Damn. one point, and we were on there for like three, four months. Like, like no joke. When we fell out of the charts on in Russia, I, I was know, like, I, "This is perfect time." I have, I have <laughs> my um, my uncle's wife. Her family lives in Russia, but that's the only. Yeah, I don't, that, I don't think they listen to the podcast. They was holding us down for the first few months. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we was on, we was on the charts heavy. Uh, um, uh, you, you ready to? How's, how's your How's your PlayStation? Oh, experience? y'all, look, your boy's back in the groove. Um, it came. I got the Ragnarok Game Award, God Award, me game, yeah. and then you know I did the subscription to PS. Uh, PlayStation Networks, PlayStation Network, uh, sure. s- s- yeah, whatever, where you get games, like, they give it to I got that, and I got literally all the games I wanted. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that's how, so, like, I'm a, I used to be a huge PlayStation fan. I've had every one, so I'm still a fan, you know, but th- these shits cost $600 a piece, so you got to make a decision. God damn, don't remind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, but uh, I only wanted the PlayStation 5 for a few games. Yeah. Spider-Man, uh, Gran Turismo, God mm-hmm. of War, 
Last of Us, Tomb yeah. Raider, but Tomb Raider is on Xbox now too also. But it's just a few like PlayStation exclusive yeah. games. Yeah. And I'm back in the groove. I got all of them. Like I yeah. Last of Us, I'm at the point in Last of Us. Uh, because of uh, you know, I want the HBO series. I want to get into it. I didn't. I never finished the game, but I'm back at the part where I left off at, and yeah. I keep dying. And I remember now why I stopped playing. But because you keep dying. Yeah, and, and your brother was and broke. Your ego I didn't. No, no, no. Your brother needed to pay rent, so I was like, hey, y'all can take this PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> This was back in the day. I was bad. I was down bad. Were, yeah, I was down bad. I was in bad position. Damn. <laughs> this is how I had to sacrifice some things. Uh, the, uh, the 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 way I <laughs> the last of us was the last game. Stop. That was gonna be the last of me. That's. Had <laughs> <laughs> to get that shit up. Uh, that's dumb. You know how I justify uh, like big big purchases. Mm-hmm. Is how many uses do you get out of it? So what is the cost per use? If oh. the cost like like I. Uh, I got a bonus at work last year, and so I bought the Dyson Airwrap mm-hmm. oh, to myself. Month. And I was like, I have to use it enough that the cost per use is so low that it justifies the fact that I'm buying a fucking $600 blow dryer. Yeah, yeah I mean, you use it. And I use it yeah. literally... It's the, my only tool. But hair, hair be looking voluminous. You know? You know what okay, I'm saying? Okay. Let's talk about it. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, like, I'm looking at your uh, Nintendo Switch. You don't Come use that shit Come for on, don't, nothing. Don't do but that so was a trade-in. That was a trade-in. That was a trade-in. Your cost for, per use for that is $300 a use. But I traded uh, I traded a uh, my old Xbox in. You know, when we got the new Xbox... Yeah, but I I had the old one, remember, and I traded that one. That was just sitting there. Your niece and nephew are the only people that use that that switch. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> per use, <laughs> but but that's a that was a zero dollar cost though. That was a trade. That was a swap. Mm-hmm. So I ain't we losing nothing on that anyway. Y'all ain't got to hear about our financial situation. <laughs> but let's get in. It's not a financial situation. It's, it's not. No, I'm, I know. I'm, but we talk about video games. This is a video game podcast. It's capitalism. Now. Seventy-seven characters of Chicago. <laughs> Damn. Um, yo, let's 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 uh, get ready for the podcast. Still have not changed the goddamn. Uh, this this <sighs> the more you know. But anyway, let's make a new jingle uh, now. Right now, what would you Ghostbuster? <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, this do sound dated because we so yeah. fresh now. I mean, but it, it, we'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, y'all, if you haven't uh, read by the title yet, we are talking about... You didn't uh, give us the answer to the trivia, did you? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> why, are you, why are you why Why was your laugh like a little spray bottle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the answer, the answer. <laughs> Uh, the question is, uh, Chicago had more than 77 community areas at one point. Uh, how how many? many did it have? The answer, 80. Uh, <laughs> the answer is 80. And you really not a real answer. But the, the process was uh, when they first came up with the community areas, yeah. uh, the, the proposition, the guy that came up with it, he proposed 80 because there at first there were neighborhoods. He was going by neighborhoods and there were like mm-hmm. over 400 neighborhoods. And that was too many Right yeah. to kind of narrow it down, so he said, "Let's do it by the uh, land areas." You'll hear about it in a second, um, and and geographical like structure, rivers, trains, yeah. that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and so, eighty was the number he came up with. Eighty community areas, but then that was quickly narrowed down to seventy-seven, and that's not a narrow down; that's no. three less. Um, and I think they just kind of took some of those, like, "Ah, that don't need to be." 
Uh, but as you all know, there was originally when that was, uh, it actually went down to 75, I'm sorry, uh, 75 community areas. Yeah, and then Edgewater. And then Edgewater split from Uptown. And O'Hare. And right. O'Hare were added. So, Look uh, at me yeah, remembering yeah. things. Okay. Like I've been here for a year and a half. O'Hare, 76. And um, Edgewater, 77. So uh, that's the answer. Sorry that it took y'all, uh, took me 20 like minutes. 12 minutes to get there. <laughs> Uh, but we are talking about the University of Chicago, talking to the University of Chicago. Yeah, we're actually talking about the founding of the 77 or like yes. how they came to be. Yes. We spent a year and a half visiting them and uh, talking about them. And we were curious as to why. Why? You know, I, I feel like this was this was the next step. We soon yeah. as we realized. You know, we were coming to the end. We were like, we got to talk to the University of yeah. Chicago. Who else would we talk to? Yeah, right. So if, if you if you're not aware. Uh, the person that decided to create the, create the 77 uh, was at the University of Chicago. That's why. Yes. Yeah, they, it, was, it was them. They kind of did this for the whole city. Yeah. So, And we met with uh, two people from the Chicago Studies Office. Mm-hmm. It's not technically a department. They'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. But um, it is an office that kind of, um, I guess I don't have to explain. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll, they'll listen <laughs> to it. But it. here is the uh, interview we had with, University of Chicago. Enjoy. I'm Tess. I'm the assistant director for Chicago Studies, and I'm also a lifelong Chicagoan. Hey. That helps with the job. That's why we hired her. Yeah. <laughs> the one got you. Oh, she's in. She's in. <laughs> and I'm Chris Scrabble. I'm the assistant dean of the college and the executive director of Chicago Studies and Experiential Learning. Okay. Cool. What is the Chicago Studies Department? Yeah. So. We actually aren't a department. We're this kind of weird unit that sits in the office of the Dean of the Undergraduate College. So all 7,600 undergrads at the University of Chicago. We're part of what's called the Office of Research and Teaching Innovations. And that office is broadly about, you know, sort of promoting creative ways to study and learn while you're here at the university. Our focus is on kind of helping all the different disciplines to think about the ways that the the questions and the theories that they have kind of map onto and can be enriched by engaging with the city. Oh wow! So that's that's a that's a, a very important yeah. That's like huge. It's a really cool gig, I gotta say. You know, kind of like behind the scenes, you like the very much so. How can whatever you're studying affect the city or be affected by the city? Bingo. And I think actually, if you think about like the history of the University of Chicago, that duality has been really important at various points. You know, it's been it's been harder for the academy to remember one or the other of those two poles. But what we're trying to do right now is make sure that that dialogue is is open and free flowing and rich and and frankly, easy, because if you think about like a typical student schedule, it's a lot easier to do most of your research online. Uh, if you're a faculty member, it's a lot easier to stay at the level of, of books and theories, but to really actively engage the city and to really listen to the city mm-hmm. and let it teach you and criticize you and raise hard questions about the field that you're teaching, that's that's a lot more work. So a lot of what we do is about making it easier. Uh, Tess maybe a little bit more on the student-facing side with sort of 
co-curricular stuff that we do that engages students in just thinking about the city. And then my work tends to be a little bit more with faculty and departments thinking about uh, the way that classes and, and disciplines more broadly can engage and be informed by the city. That's a that's a very good like pairing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like honestly, that's like because you got the student side of it, you got the faculty. The, the faculty. How do we come together? Because that's always been my struggle. Yeah. I never I never trusted the teachers. <laughs> so if I had somebody to speak for me. <laughs> the dirty little secret there really is that like frequently is not it is the students and the students' interest and their questions that kind of leads where the classes go. So we're, we're offering a class we've never offered before this quarter. It's about researching historic Chicago. And uh, in parallel to it, we're doing uh, a research project that we're leading that's looking in very great detail at the history of 55th Street, so right near the campus. And to our surprise, like students voted with their feet and they filled the class and they also filled the research project. And I was like, well, that's because everybody in the research project is taking the class. There's one student in common between those two groups, which means that the students are really interested in it. And that's data that I can take back to right. different departments yeah. and be like, hey, there's an interest. There's an interest. Yeah. Do this more often. But we also have a lot of faculty who choose to teach classes because they themselves are really engaged Chicagoans. They just have an interest or they're working with a nonprofit or you know, they've got a connection in the city. And sometimes what we're doing there is like giving them permission to geek out about the city they love, even though their published research is focused in Cambodia or you know some other part of the world. This is a, a global institution. People think about lots of big stuff. But I used to I used to this school is like I'm from Jordan and yeah. I grew up in Jordan, right? Oh, wow. And then I moved here for college uh, and I went to ISU, but I used to lie to my friends when I was younger and tell them my dad went to the University of Chicago. <laughs> that's, how, that's how much the school has had an impact on my life. He went to Southern Illinois, <laughs> not the University of Chicago. But I used to tell people, I was like, yeah, my dad, he went to the University of Chicago for engineering. He did. He did. Uh, but yeah. We have engineering. No, no. Molecular engineering right. or something. No, he's a civil engineer. Yeah. Nothing to do with that. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, you, so you were talking about like, the, like the importance of, you know, what University of Chicago is doing and like the connection to the people and vice versa. Right. Which kind of brings it to the start of University of Chicago, which is it's kind of like been like that from the start. Um, in 1909, we know that's when uh, the university started. John D. Rockefeller um, gave six hundred thousand dollars for this building to kind of be started. But this wasn't the first one. This wasn't the first one. Can you tell us anything about that? I just found that out like literally like a few little uh, a little while ago. It's actually a really interesting story. So um, the old University of Chicago was founded by uh, Stephen Douglas, uh, the little giant, right? Abraham Lincoln's rival and ardent segregationist and defender of the slave trade. Yeah. And so uh, Douglas founded it. Douglas had this kind of like very early urban planning vision, right? He bought a plot of land that's over at like the end of 39th, right near where they built that new bike path that goes over the over the lakefront trail. So he owned a plot of land over there and he like set it up with some like cool townhouses on one side and he had his own little plot of land. But in order to make that like 
a destination. It needed a couple of other things. First, it needed a commuter line to connect it to the city. So he used his influence with the Illinois legislature to get the uh, Illinois Central Railroad, which is now yes, electric, yes, yes. right, to run along the lakeshore, conveniently right next to the land that he already owned. Yeah. So he got a rail connection that made it easy for commuters. And then it was just a matter of setting a stop there. No problem. So the second thing that he needed was he needed to give the place some like cachet, right? So part of that was setting up some parkland around there. But the other part was to put an institution of higher learning there, because like, obviously you live in a serious place if you have a university. And if your university was the University of Chicago, so much more official, right? Obviously, that was a center that people wanted to be close to. So Douglas was doing this in like the 1850s, and the university kind of got started. It was affiliated with the Baptist Church. Uh, and then pretty quickly, Douglas died uh, not so long thereafter, and uh, the, the financial backing just wasn't super solid. And so- Foreclosed, right? Yeah, so fundamentally it was foreclosed on, you know, the Great Fire was probably what killed yeah, it in well, some yeah. ways. Not that the fire made it down to 39th Street, it, it didn't, but uh, but just the all of the, all the money in the city of Chicago that could have gone to things like universities or parks or all of that got diverted to rebuilding the city and to downtown. And so that university closed. Um, and then, you know, uh, it was, it was about 10 years later, I think it was, that the idea came about to create a new University of Chicago. What's funny is it, in many ways, it's the same urban planning blueprint. Like around the time that Douglas was getting the first University of Chicago started, you had uh, Paul Cornell, cousin of Ezra, who founded Cornell University. Paul Cornell had founded uh, Hyde Park, the village of Hyde Park, which is where we're sitting today. And again, inspired by his good friend, Stephen Douglas, he was like, what I need is a rail stop. Seventh, <laughs> right? I need a rail stop. I need a park, Washington Park, Jackson Park, the Midway, all of that was designed to enhance the gravitas of the neighborhood. And I need a major academic institution. Just play Sim City. He just took it. Just, it is. It's exactly it. He just took the plot and it was like, and then he, he started working uh, to make it happen here. He brought in a, a pretty well-known up-and-coming educator, William Rainey Harper, to be the first president. Rainey Harper had some new ideas about education and the ways in which it should intersect with its surrounding communities. And so they, they founded a university here, which was originally just one building, Cobb Hall, that's next to us. Uh, and then uh, they founded an extension for downtown, and that's now the Graham School of Continuing and Professional Studies. But kind of from the very beginning, the university had this idea that it was going to be an intellectual center. And the other thing that was kind of novel was that they were open to educating everyone. Women could enroll here. African-Americans yeah. could enroll here. There were no limits on who could be a student here, which was pretty unusual in the time. Yeah, that's that's a very interesting, because we talk over these 77 community areas that we discussed, yeah. we talk so much about the University of Chicago's role yeah. in kind of defining what, you know, kind of people see Chicago is, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's a... It's a big, yeah. it's a big piece. And so when we thought about talking about this subject, we like, we have to come to University of Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there any like remnants of the old, uh, the old university around? 
because Douglas's personal wealth was so tied into the slave trade, uh, the university has really, we, we have the name in common. I think at one point there were probably some volumes from the library of the first university that made their way here. Um, for a period of time, there was a stone from one of the buildings at the old university that was embedded in a wall over uh, on the other side of campus um, as sort of a, a connection. And actually, that was removed a couple of years ago because the university you know, really and, and, and I think, you know, in, in the spirit of full disclosure, there's a there's a group of, of graduate students and historians who have sort of argued that there there is at least an implicit identity between the two institutions and that that imposes an obligation of reparations on the university. The university's kind of preeminent historian, who's also the dean of the college, uh, John Boyer, he argues in his book that that that's not the case, but I think it's still an open question. And, you know, there are certainly plenty of things that the University of Chicago in its role shaping the city does need to answer for. And we'll yeah. probably talk about some of those as we get into the community areas. I really like the fact that, like, that the university kind of took that stance. You know what I mean? Because like you can, you know, Perception is reality, you know, you know, and, and no. I used to hate that in, re in retail, you know what I mean? When people are like, well, if you look mad, then you are a man, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, what I mean? <laughs> as I'm mad. But like, you know, when, when you think about this, you don't really think that there, there are two distinctions between old and new, you know what I mean? If we know who Stephen Douglas was, we talked about him on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So to have that kind of, you know, University of Chicago say, hey, let's, let's, let's kind of separate ourselves yeah. from that. We don't want that, that old hanging over us. I, I like that a lot. I mean. Now, who would like <laughs> right? Who would right? As a black guy, yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with this. <laughs>
and destroy communities in the context of cities, that starts here at the University of Chicago. And it, it really starts with, with two figures, uh, a guy named Robert Park, who got here in around 1914, I believe, and a guy named Ernie Burgess, Ernest Burgess, who uh, was a student of Parks and then became a professor here in 1916. These two guys with a, a, an increasingly large group of former students and collaborators kind of were among the first to, to take sociology, which had been this kind of philosophical, theoretical armchair discipline, and, and begin informing it with experience uh, in the real world. And, you know, the real world that they were conveniently exposed to was Chicago. It was right here. It was also super interesting to a lot of people around the world because it was this new city, right? It had burned to the ground not so long before. Right, exactly. And it, it had kind of come back up out of nothing. So there was this idea that, like, you could study a city almost from its beginning if you were looking at Chicago, but it was also convenient, right? So, so they started thinking about the ways that cities form and grow and develop. And they had this theory that human beings in cities would function a lot like other organisms, other animals and, and plants and so on in kind of a Darwinian ecosystem. So they kind of thought that, well, just the way that different species are kind of struggling with one another in nature, so too human beings are like competing for scarce resources in an urban space. And if you let that play out over time, they felt like it was going to sort of naturally lead to the formation of these kind of natural areas yeah. that would that would evolve based on geographical features and transit lines and sort of where jobs were and and that that was going to lead to the formation of, of sort of grouping so the community areas is is what happened when when burgess who was kind of the maps guy um burgess took all of these factors that they thought were important and he put them all on a kind of a multi-layered map. And he and his students in like 23, 20, 1923, 1924, they created what they called the Social Science Research Base Map of Chicago. And in that, they recognized what they felt were 75 natural areas that they sort of assumed that over time, you know, human beings in the conditions of Chicago were gonna kind of naturally form these 75 distinct sub-communities. They were overall in history mostly wrong, yeah. but yeah, yeah. it was still really convenient for aggregating statistical data, yeah. and so we keep using them. And then we start calling them neighborhoods, which they never were and never have been. You guys know the neighborhoods is a much more complex yes. and yes. much more on the ground phenomenon. It's crazy to think that that's how they thought about like yeah. people at that time grew so fast in the latter half of the 19th century. It's really like 11 fold increase between I think 1850 and the fire. Yeah. And then after the fire, there was this massive building boom because again, clean slate. That's a great, that's a great story. If yeah. you haven't talked to Carl Smith yet about what happened in Chicago after the fire, that's a great conversation. We got it on camera now. So. <laughs> not, not only did the whole downtown burn down, but all the paperwork burned which meant that there was this massive land grab. So, so nobody had jurisdiction over anything? Well, the only people who could get their land back was people who could document a claim. And guess what you needed to document a claim? 
education, wealth, status, powerful friends who could vouch for you. So whole communities were erased. Like the Gold Coast kind of exists on land. We don't know who was there before. Wow. We think it was a group of like immigrants who were kind of eking out their existence as fishermen. But we don't know because Potter Palmer bought it right after the fire. There was nobody to contest his claim. He was Potter Palmer. So everybody was going to be like, yeah, totally. Didn't he put in Lakeshore Drive as well? He put in that conveniently. The city council decided right around the time he acquired that land, the city council came up with the idea of creating a pleasure promenade oh, yeah. that would go right next to Potter Palmer's new land. Oh, wow. Could be a it's crazy the way these things seem to keep yeah. happening. Yeah. These, these people are like the OG Nepo babies. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally true. That's amazing. The only, I feel like I feel like if uh, George Streeter was around to hear this, uh, he would hate it. Right? <laughs> to claim his own state. <laughs> and, and he was just a few years late. I, I know, right? The timing was just a little bit off. <laughs> uh, so, Tess, where do we where do where do, how do you teach you know like the the student because you like the leader of them, right? I work in the co curricular space, so a lot of what my job is is getting students to just be curious about the city and hopefully go explore it. So a lot of times we tend to work with like orientation and like first and second years. So it's a pretty low barrier to entry is the goal. Like, hey, we're doing this cool thing. You should come. So it is like, so the you you do the bare minimum and you were hired because we're <laughs> Low barrier to entry. <laughs> we'll put that on the bottom. Don't worry. Vacation. Yeah. Students. Yeah. Low barrier. Yeah. So things that they, you know, can just show up, sign up the day before, and it's something fun happening on a Saturday, that sort of thing. So it could be an urban hike to do the Great Chicago Firewalk, or we took them to the new wild mile if you guys uh, have been there yet that's really cool like the ecological floating river thing so it's just a way to be like no matter what you're interested in chicago has something cool going on and you should go check it out and that's, that's important because like chicago get a bad rep for a lot of goofy stuff you know exactly. what I mean? like and and the fact that you can say hey look no let me show you what right. we have to so much of yeah. like yes. the, the yes. value of this, this program is yes. also like for example we had one student come here that we were doing a program in lincoln square yeah and he Love was lincoln like square. oh my parents told me that it's really dangerous over there lincoln, lincoln square it's how mars apothecary yes and we were like um we invited his parents to come to town and yeah. do like a brewery tour with us are you serious wow. it's just they have the wrong information like of course like once he was there he was like oh like this square is a pet store on every yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly so it's it's just about changing that narrative that sometimes students come in with just you know they're young and the way the news talks about chicago can be so negative and so this is a really fun way to be like, you might be scared to go out and explore, but like come with a group and maybe yeah. meet some friends right. and meet a professor along the way who has some sort of expertise in this region or in this topic. So, Or meet somebody who's not a professor, but is somebody from the community who knows stuff that mm -hmm. folks at this place aren't going to know. And that's a key piece of what Tess does too. I, you know, I'm glad you said that because I was just going to say, I would probably, if I was, you know, it's hard for me, I'm from Chicago. So, but if I was an outside looking in, I probably wanted to, all right, you've been here. All right, so tell me. You know, I don't want to know what, like, maybe a professor might yeah. is taught yeah. to tell me where to go. You know, where have you been? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I think that's pretty cool. Like, that's cool. really cool. And we always try to use trans along the way as well to be like, you can come here on your own on Saturday. But it is it is very funny taking students on the CTA for the first time. Yeah. Like, truly, like, is this our stop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I will tell you. 
when it's our stuff, we will all get off together. And we'll be fine. <laughs> Where do you see, like, you know, community engagement and, and the growth from the 77 coming from, going? I, I think there's something instructive about the way we got community area number 77, which is Edgewater. So Edgewater had been considered just a part of Uptown in kind of the original 1920s formulation, but the people of Edgewater rose up yeah. and decided that they had a sufficiently different identity that they were able to actually persuade the powers that be that Edgewater was going to be its own community area. And I, I don't know a whole lot about that story, but I, I think that's kind of a cool thing, right? Because it's it's people who operating out of a, I suspect, completely different theory of the ways that human beings organize themselves in communities were able to kind of express their identity and, and change the way in which they were considered. I don't know that we're going to change the 77 framework all that much. There's now 100 years of history and 100 years of, of statistical aggregation. And if, if you do GIS work, you don't want the 77 to change because it just makes it complicated for what happens after, right? Like when they changed the names of the streets in 1909, it was a mess for a while there. But I think maybe moving the focus away from talking about these statistical aggregate units to thinking more about neighborhoods, to thinking more about communities, and to thinking ways about the ways that like lines of identity aren't necessarily as geographically bound in the city of Chicago. I think we've gotten ourselves into a lot of trouble by like looking at particular neighborhoods and grouping them a certain way and saying, making value judgments based on things that in some cases are very accidental, as opposed to asking people how they understand themselves, what they think their community is about, who they consider to be their neighbors and what they think their neighborhood is. I think if we take a more of a listening stance and a little bit less of a descriptive or proscriptive stance, especially from some imaginary objective position of expertise, and there's a lot of air quotes on that for you podcast listeners. Um, I just I just feel like the, the more we listen and the less we talk about communities, the, the better we're going to do as a city. And and the more chances we have to actually build authentic community among ourselves. We don't have that yeah. right there. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That. <laughs> I can see the trail off right there. I like that. Right. <laughs> that that's it right yeah. there. Like that's a man. That's standing old. <laughs> that was Loki Fire. Yeah. That was that was incredible. And you know when someone starts talking and you're just like in awe of everything they're saying, and you're yeah. like, I don't even need to contribute to the conversation because you got it. Yeah. I mean, like honestly, that honestly the way they ended. The uh the that interview was ending on a high note. We yeah. the, we couldn't say nothing else after yep. that. We just had to end it right there. But Literally. it was, I think we talked about this a bunch. You know, since we had that interview, um, it was like a final chapter. Like it, uh -huh. we closed the book on the seventy seven. At least that's how I feel. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we we went through the seventy seven. Now we can make it more like he said about the neighborhoods, right? And and the more history about Chicago. And I think. You know, we learned a lot over, yeah. you know, those 77 weeks. Right. We learned a shit ton, you know, and and now we can apply that knowledge to kind of be more in depth, yeah. you know, and uh, how we can help, you know, the city grow neighborhood wise yeah. and, and people wise. Yep. And if, if you do have any topics you want to learn about or anything you think is important enough for us to uh, dedicate an entire episode to, please 
go to our website 77flavorsshy.com and go to uh, the talk to us tab and send us send us a little message let us know what you want us to yeah. what you want us to talk about dms on instagram yep. um mm-hmm. facebook twitter yeah. whatever it is we're we're constantly looking for we we've jotted down all the questions that we had mm-hmm. while we were doing our first uh roundabout and so we're always looking for more ideas of yeah. interesting things because obviously there's so much happening in the city. So there's much. There's so much history that like no matter how much you learn and how much you uh, talk about, there's still more. Yeah, there's so, there's so much more. There's I mean, and community. There's yeah. so much so community, community in this yeah. in this uh, city. So, so if there's something in yeah. your neighborhood. Let, yeah, right. Let's if you haven't if you saw something like you want to talk to these group of people do this that the other you know and this is worthwhile to the city or a building that you saw that looks cool right. you know what i mean there's Yo, no we, limit we going to get to the bottom of it so uh, but we got hungry and we were we were on college campus and we had some decent very decent yeah campus food we'll talk about it after the break When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back yeah. to the food portion of this episode. Um, today, we had a couple different things. Mm. We, on our, well, okay, so it was really cold. We got off the bus. We were going to campus and. You downplayed that cold. It, it was, was very freezing cold. like it was, a, it was very freezing. Cold. And we, we were dressed as if it was like 45 <laughs> degrees outside, but in reality, it was like 28, <laughs> which is a stark difference. Stark. Stark. Well, you know what it is? Is Stark applicable in here? Yes. Stark is like visual, isn't it? No, no, no. Stark well, it could be anything. Stark kind of means drastic. You know um, what I mean? Like, that's, at least I think so. That's how I use it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. that Just because you use it a certain <laughs> Shit, way. Shit, that's, that's, that's <laughs> It's right in my head. <laughs> uh, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> anyway. It was very cold. Yeah, very cold, yeah. And we walked from the bus. So we took the green line mm-hmm. for the first... This was our first time riding first the First time riding green. Um, and we took the green line from... Was it Jackson? No. Because uh, we got a... No, we took it green line from Ashland. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. took the green line from Ashland, and it goes all the way down... Cottage Grove. To Cottage Grove. Or 63rd and Ashland. Yeah, yeah, and we, we got off... Um, uh, Cottage Grove. Cottage Grove. Garfield. Garfield. Oh, sorry. 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 Stop yeah. saying things. I'm sorry. <laughs> shit. Hey, you just following a brother. Yeah, for real. I'm <laughs> trusting you and shit. Okay, we got off at Garfield. And then, because we are not University of Chicago students, we couldn't take the uh, Ugo. Ugo, <laughs> which is their campus uh, bus system thing. We took the regular bus uh, and we had a ghost bus encounter. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I was so mad. This was, here's the thing this is not our first ghost bus. It's not. The, the bus that runs down diversity is habitual ghost bus. Literally, every other bus doesn't show up. The 70, if you're trying to catch the 76 from the uh, diversity station, yeah, you're done. It's the, yeah, no, yeah. Just walk. Yeah, yeah. Just walk wherever you're going because <laughs> right. it's not showing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one was like our first 
Midday-Ghost Bus. I don't know. It, it was just it was just different other than the 76. Just, you know, it was that first ghost bus on the and south side. And it was side. cold. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we came up with this... Um, with this thing, <laughs> we can't use it though because it's trademarked. Nah, <laughs> no, we can. It's trademarked by a company in Colorado. Man, let them let them come here. They can. It's called Go Busters, Ghost Busters, uh, Ghost Busters, Ghost Busters. We both said it wrong twice. Yeah, sure did. Yeah, well, well, we, I guess we didn't come up with I'm it. Glad it's not trademarked for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we don't got it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, we got on the bus. It took us right to campus. We walked just a few blocks down to get to the like quad area and the building where we recorded. And before we got to the building, we had to stop in to the into the bookstore. Yeah. Um, and get some something. Yeah. To defrost. Literally, that yeah. was what it was. Literally. Uh, you had a chicken sandwich. Yeah. Which was drier than the Sahara. <laughs> Try, boy. It was like imagine imagine a grown man just choking you down the throat. <laughs> Mm. Pause. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And, uh, slow down. Slow down. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Okay. All right. Um. You know, y'all know what I mean. Yeah. It was. It they was sure like. Do. Uh, well, I don't know what your preferences are. No, no. Maybe we. we, we just, it, what is going on here? Anyway, the chicken was dry. Is what the we said. The chicken was dry. But it's campus food. You said the best thing about it was the brioche bun. And that brioche bun was slapping. I, yeah. I I feel like brioche buns don't. It don't matter if they. Well, sometimes they could. I guess yeah. They're. You still get the brioche. sweetness of it. Mm-hmm. You still get the sweetness of it. And as long as they're not hard, that's what you said. <laughs> then it's good. Yeah. Nobody likes a hard brioche bun. <laughs> It's like eating a pretzel, but I'm so glad we're off the pretzel bun train because God, yeah, yeah, we wrote that too hard, too hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she said. Okay. All right, that's all right, all right, all right. I just had a coffee and a muffin. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it was average. The what's weird about the plate? The the coffee was so bad. Um, <laughs> it's campus. <laughs> but the thing is, it says it serves Starbucks things. The yeah. cafe. Like fully, like they make it looks like a mini drinks, Starbucks, yeah. But they have big signs that say we are not a Starbucks. But they literally have like their menu is a Starbucks menu. Yeah. Anyway, it was very weird. Yeah. But uh, after that, we uh, got some footage. We got some droney drone shots. Droney drone shots. Um, and if you want to watch all of that, go to our YouTube channel and watch the full video. You can actually watch the interview. You can watch, um, literally everything. Yeah. Right behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, behind the yeah. scenes, all of that. But. Cause it was this was a, this was a good behind the scenes. It was. Ah uh, no, wait. no, this yeah, one. yeah, his, it, it's still good. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> so it, was, it wasn't that good. No, <laughs> so much shit. I know. Uh, but then we went to our actual restaurant. Yeah. Which is Saucy Porca. Mm. Okay, Saucy Porca, right there, uh, right off campus. Not off campus. It's like basically still on campus, but it's an independent restaurant. It has nothing to do with the school. Um, is what I meant by off campus. Yeah. It, yeah, but it is campus. a Vietnamese Latin fusion restaurant. Amazing, amazing. So the founder uh, was actually one of the first. She started off with a food truck. She was one of the first people in Chicago that uh, owned a food truck. I, th- I believe she's from St. Louis, though. Boo! But the Buddha chef. No, I booed St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a homeland. Boo. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> go Cubs no, go! No, yeah, <laughs> I, I've never been to St. Louis. I don't yeah. even know. Yeah, it ain't nothing there. Is it, isn't it in Missouri? Nelly, ah, uh, ah, uh. what? <laughs> Nelly. Oh, well, that's not reason for me to even like it more. I no, like it's Nelly, not. That's, but, that's what I'm saying. Um, but anyway, so the chef started off with her. I think I believe her, her and her husband started off a food truck, 
And uh, they were some of the first people to actually start food trucks in Chicago. They, they kind of uh, paved the road for the food trucks to come. Mm. And um, then they opened a couple of restaurants in the financial district. And then they opened Saucy Porca on cam- on, at the University of Chicago campus. And... Y'all gonna um, be proud of you, boy. Y'all, we 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 gonna get there. Y'all gonna be proud of me. Yeah, <laughs> you are gonna be proud of me. Way um, outside your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. It was, but I've been asking for this kind you of food because I'm like, I want, I want listeners to know that you can listen to our podcast and we give you all the options. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we cater to everybody who is trying to eat somewhere, right? Uh, and I feel like we we might have missed you know some opportunities with some uh, different spots, but we we're conscious of it. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's why I was like really excited and I want to make it a, a thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that we do it. Yeah, so this is this is uh, again this is their Hyde Park location, and the place itself when you go in, it's it has like a beachy vibe. Um, yeah. and they have like great music playing. The they play, really do. The place they had <laughs> they had there was going crazy. It was a vibe. It was I, a vibe. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> um, but let's talk about what we ordered. Oh yeah. So so you don't order. Uh, no one comes to your table, and you don't order up. You can order up at the counter, but basically, you sit down, you scan a QR code, a thing comes up, you order, and then they bring the food to you. Yeah, um, fast too. Like, let's get that super straight. Super fast. Like, you order it, and you maybe wait like five minutes. Yeah, maybe you know. Well, a little bit longer because some of the stuff actually has to cook, but a lot of it is is pre prepared, okay. like spring rolls, and oh, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But like it, the things that are made. Uh, to order are like fries mm-hmm. and stuff and right. the uh, tacos and stuff like that. But like spring rolls, you have to make them ahead of time. You can't just roll a fucking spring roll right there. <laughs> you probably fry it Fuck. right there. But yeah. you know, it's literally it's the work fry to do. time. Yeah. 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 Um. So we we try we try we start we tried to try. Mm-hmm. We, we tried to try. To, we tried to eat. I mean, because we did. So yeah, we tried to eat as much. <laughs> <laughs> You weren't supposed to saw it. Oh, um, <laughs> she gonna try to clap back at me. Hold on. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we tried to eat as many things off the menu that would fit multiple different dietary restrictions. They are very good about that. They have vegan, they have vegetarian, they have shellfish free, uh, and they have gluten free options. Yeah, they, they um, do it all. They yeah, cater everybody. They they try to really be. I don't know if there's any like cross contamination. So if it's a if it's a, I don't know about the actual like if you're really allergic how how little cross-contamination there is but they do have it on their site that they do uh cater to all of those dietary restrictions so i'm assuming that they are very careful with the cross-contamination but right right here is what we ordered yeah so we got the funky monkey fries yes uh they are they have the um seasoned crinkle cut fries with house-made spice mix which is the monkey spice. And they're topped with picadillo ground beef, chihuahua cheese, jalapeno aioli, scallions. And you can get them in small or large. We got the small. And, wow, that was a small? That was a small. Wow. Okay, y'all. First of all, these fries, all that sauce and stuff on there, fire. Fire. Like, and we, so the way we ate it was, was like, it wasn't the first thing we had. So by the time we got to that, we were kind of full eating the other stuff, right? Yeah. And we were like, oh, we got to try these fries. Mm-hmm. Great fries. They were really good. That's yeah. a meal by itself. Like, if you like, I agree. If you're a college student, you want something real quick, I'd assume, like, you want to sit down real bite. That, that's a perfect college type of food. Yeah. You get your drink, you get some fries, boom, boom, boom. Just smack that yeah. real quick, you you back on campus. And I love the flavor, the fusion of flavors. You know what I mean? I, I, think, I think Latin food has so many great uh like spices and spice yeah. mixes and i think vietnamese food has incredible flavors you know yeah, what i mean yeah, so combining both in this way is really really special i don't know if the, like i wouldn't say 
I don't know if anyone else has done it. I don't say I wouldn't say that they're like original, but I'm sure a lot of people have explored this kind of food. But right. they do it pretty well, um, very well. I mean, like I think the spices and the flavors they steal the show here, right? Um, and, and we'll explain why later. <laughs> why you're proud of me, but the the spices and flavors, all that together, I mean, yeah, it was just. It's hard to describe certain tastes, you know what yeah. I mean? Because you're like, wow, I, I taste, I taste the Vietnamese and I taste the the uh, Latin side, and you're just like, okay, the, all this together is great. I just don't know how to describe it. Um, which which kind of brings us to the point of what was the uh, thing that I said? It was like it was like kind of it tasted funky, but it was like. I think it was a spring it was, roll. It was it was the spring roll. So it was the vegetarian spring roll. Yes. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. But before before getting to that, I want to talk about the tostones, which are uh, fried green plantains mm. topped with pineapples, salsa, um, scallions, and with a curry aioli. Okay. And they're fully vegetarian. So the curry, the curry aioli. Oh my god! Why can't I pronounce that? combo of words mm-hmm. um is was so good yeah, yeah it, it was, was like a little sweet it was it was really really it had special. corn on it yeah. <clears throat> it had the corn no, it had pineapple. pineapple pineapple that's right and that sweetness was just was all you needed you know it was it, to me like i don't like all the like the additives on there i just want to get to the get to the real thing but you all you got to take a bite with the yeah. pineapple because I think, like i think it's a great addition it mixes the the, the flavors of the pineapple mixed yeah. with the plantain yeah because the green plantain is not as sweet as a ripe plantain right. so you you're not getting like an overwhelming plantain level of sweetness yeah. Yeah. so i think it's perfect and then you get a little bit of tartness like a little sour from the pineapple yeah um i think it's it's like the perfect combo of flavors it was great. and with the curry it's really great it was great i mean like all all that was great yeah i loved it um and then we had the egg rolls so we got oh, three different kinds of shit. egg rolls each egg roll is two dollars and 85 cents it's cut in half so really you're getting like one pretty large egg roll for two dollars mm-hmm. and 85 um and there we got the chorizo Okay, great. Which is, uh, it's, a, it's chorizo, sweet potatoes, chihuahua cheese, red cabbage, and onions served with a jalapeno aioli. Um, and what did you think of that one? I thought. You I th- said, I, I think I can't remember which one was which. No, no, I definitely remember. Okay. I, I mean, I remember all the foods. They were that distinct. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they were all the, that distinct. But um, I liked all those egg rolls. Um, yeah. And, and the reason, so the to me, the chorizo one was, like, probably the most normal one yeah i don't know normal is not the word i'm not using it in a bad way but it's just like that was like basic right the the uh vegetarian one yeah and then the uh ground beef beef one those two distinctly yeah had different tastes the ground beef one is really interesting so it's ground beef potatoes raisins poblano peppers red cheese i mean chihuahua cheese and red cabbage um and then it comes with the chipotle aioli i think you're right about the uh, chorizo one even the jalapeno aioli was the least flavorful of the aiolis that we had. Yeah. I think the chipotle aioli and then the curry were the, my two favorite. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I loved the ground beef one. Yeah, and you and usually you don't rock with ground beef because it's so basic. It's right. common. But but like this was this was different. It was good. It yeah, was it good. was very good. And the vegetarian one, way out of my realm yeah. of, of but I would eat that and just be like, okay, yeah. cool. And granted. There's vegetarian, there's vegetarian spring rolls everywhere. You, you go rolls. to any egg rolls, yeah. You go to uh, any Chinese restaurant. That's what you're gonna get unless you say I want chicken. You know yeah. the chicken. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. 
So, but this flavor though. You know what the ground beef one kind of reminded me of, and it, not exactly, but kind of, is the sweet beef empanadas. Mm, yeah, that's kind right. Because like the raisins give, very right. give it that little bit of sweetness. Yeah. that's that's kind of what. That's the only time about. I'm okay with raisins in it. I'm like, yeah, I ain't <laughs> nothing, know. Nothing wrong with with raisins. Just don't put them in potato salad. I, I didn't know it was raisins until just now. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly didn't look at what's in in the things. Damn. So. Yeah, that's crazy. We just ordered. Uh, the vegetarian egg roll is cabbage, carrots, onions, mushrooms, and garlic, uh, chili garlic, and house-made seasoning ser- served with moho sauce. Mm. You know that, is it? I don't oh, know what no. the hell, moho. Moho? Sauce. Moho. Moho. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, what else did we have? We had the, um, so we had these bacos. Oh they, yeah, they call these things bacos. Yes, they're like tacos. They're tacos. With a B. <laughs> well, you know why they're with a B? Absolutely not. No, I I, I we remember about it. We did, but I <laughs> mole. Well, okay, <laughs> my memory going. Well, they're uh, the bacos are. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but all I think of is like wow bows. So I want to call them bows, but they're like the um, what you would normally. Not normally, but what you would experience as like a dumpling, mm-hmm. but they've turned oh, that that's dough. That's what that is. Yeah. Oh, they've turned that dough into a taco, a tortilla, yeah. basically to replace the tortilla, and oh. then they filled it with other things. Y'all, this this is a revelation to me. You didn't know that? I well, I was sitting. So that makes sense now. Okay, so it's a dumpling, the outside of a dumpling, but basically. made as a taco. So instead, of, instead of the dumpling having the filling in it, it's made. To make to look like a tortilla, tortilla. And then the filling is on top of it, Y'all, and then you eat it like a taco. Very interesting. So, I look the the taco itself is the flavors again still the show, but the protein in it that was you know nothing to write home about except for the shrimp one. The shrimp one was well. I ordered, ordered, I ordered the shrimp the way yeah. that you like. Yes, it specifically. yes. Yeah, that that one was that slap. The story here though is that the tortilla, yeah, because <laughs> it's so weird. It's, yeah. Like you pick it up and it feels like clay or dough or something yeah. like that. It's it, it's a fluffy it's a fluffy dumpling normally. Yeah. So like yeah. you know those like bows, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And now so, I know. I get it. Yeah. So but, it's it's a pretty fluffy texture. It it feels so nice with the uh, with the you, filling. Yeah, you, you. But you, it's weird because when you bite it, you don't even <laughs> taste it. It's, yeah. it's like you don't. It like well, melts it's, it's so meant, quickly. Right, it's meant to accompany the filling. Yeah. So it don't do shit though. But like, which which is cool. <laughs> like, you look at it, you feel it, like I don't want to put yeah. this in my mouth. Wow. <laughs> uh, and then you do it. it feels you, testicular. Yeah, this, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> look at this. They don't rope me into this. Um, but no, they were they were really really good. I love them. I think we ordered three of them, and mm-hmm. they're about three dollars and some like some are four fifty, but uh, some are three eighty five. Um, Pension these college students born. Well, <laughs> I think three are very filling. So like, yeah. you, if you order three tacos, you're gonna be good. That's nine dollars though. Just that's all. This ten dollars. They ain't that big. Now here's this is my thing. They're not, but they're filling. They. I think I think the 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 replacement of the if it was just a regular flour or corn tortilla I would say yeah maybe it's a bit much on the price but because the the maybe maybe they are a little expensive it's a little because they they're pretty small like they are small I want to send the people off yeah just just no, they are small. just know that they I would say they're they are good very good you know yeah. what I mean like uh three three fifty for the well so we had we had the uh, the pork which comes. Um, the wahio pork uh, topped with pineapple salsa and served on a steamed bao bun, uh, and then we had the um, 
the chicken, mm-hmm. which is uh, a curry chicken mm. with pickled Asian slaw and served on about steam bowen. And then we had the shrimp, which we ordered the um, uh, shrimp, t- like the tempura. Yep. And it comes with um, corn salsa and a chipotle aioli. Fire. And uh, it was the the shrimp, the shrimp one was your favorite? Yeah, the shrimp by far. By far. Really? Favorite. Yeah, by far. It was like that one stood out the most. I like, like the pork one a lot. That was good. I mean, like that not not not, you know, bad, but that shrimp one stood out. Because you like you like the tempura. That's I do, what, yeah. but it, it also felt different. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I feel like the the pork was also soft when you mix it with the, oh, the I see, I see so the textures. The textures were too I, similar. I agree. There were a yeah. couple things that we ate that I wish there was like a crunch somewhere. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um and we'll talk about it in a, well, let's talk about it right now. We actually got the uh, Puerto Rican rice bowl, which is yeah. uh rice. Yeah, that's what I was going uh we got rice with sauteed Sautéed with edamame beans, carrots, bean sprouts, scallions, and your choice of protein. We got the, um, which one did we get? We got yeah, the, the tofu. We got the ginger soy tofu yeah. with it. So here's the thing. <laughs> um, the rice, great. The tofu, actually really good. Yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. cut into little triangles. I know. It was cut into little <laughs> thin triangles and almost like pan fried. Yeah. So it had a little, a little bit of a crunch. Look, look crunch. It wasn't crunchy, but it had some texture on the outside. And that's my thing. I don't think there was enough edamame and carrots and scallions on the plate to make up for, because you got a, a decent amount of rice. You know what I mean? You got a, bear, a lot of A lot, a of, lot rice. of rice. Yeah. So yeah. you get more rice than you get toppings. And I feel like Personally, for me, I like texture when I'm eating things. I like d- varying textures. I don't like to eat all soft or all crunchy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you like you hard, don't all you? right, first of all. <laughs> like, like <laughs> um, I like varying varying textures when I'm eating. And I think this bowl kind of lacked that a little bit. I would have liked maybe like some, uh, like the pickled slaw, right? Like the pickled carrots or some, something, something on there to kind of add a little bit of texture and maybe a sauce. I, so that that's the only thing I say. All, all the other stuff, I it, that didn't matter to me personally. But um, sauce, I think would have set this. Set it off. This would have. So let me tell you first, because if you listen to the podcast from the jump, <laughs> I trash vegan food. Yeah. For uh, quite, quite a while, you know what I mean. Then we had vegan food, and I liked it. I just yeah. didn't like the tofu. I, then I was, I was like, Ugh, tofu, I can't get it. And now I can say that I can eat tofu if, if it's, it's prepared. Mm-hmm. In a good way, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, yeah. um, and this one was, it didn't, it did tasted different, you know what I mean. But like, you knew you were eating something different, but it didn't have that tofu thought process. Yeah, it didn't look like you know tofu. Mm-hmm. It didn't look jelloey or jiggly and shit like that. Mm. It had it had a nice color to it. Yeah, it, it had was, the it's fl- like it's the flavor nice. again. Yeah. The flavor. Made me change my mind. I yeah. I'm not saying I'm a tofu eater, yeah. but I will eat tofu yeah. if it's prepared in a tasteful way. Yeah. So yeah. there you go, vegans. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I'm 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 not team vegan, but I get y'all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I get y'all. I understand. Yeah. I understand now. Yeah. Like I can I can definitely eat that. And now I was I was shocked because I was like I'm gonna do it for I'm gonna do it for the podcast. I, I'm not gonna be no punk. But then I asked, I fucked around and liked it. Yeah. That shit was good. It was very good, y'all. And it was consumable bites. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't right, like, right. it wasn't like, it wasn't like a large, big yeah. ass piece of tofu. You know what I mean? It was very um, good. It was, that was probably, I would say my least favorite item. Yeah, that was your least. I did definitely. Not, not because of the tofu. I know. But, but because of the, the overall yeah, bowl. But um, the last thing we had was the uh, Ropa Vieja 
banh mi. Yeah, that was that was um, good. It was and if you don't know what a banh mi is, it's a it's a traditional Vietnamese sandwich. It comes on a French roll, and uh, it's usually stuffed with things. Mm-hmm. What and varying things but here because it's a play on latin food or a fusion of latin food it's ropa vieja and if you don't know what ropa vieja is it's braised beef brisket yeah, it was it was good it's uh yeah. topped with mayo kimchi and served on a french baguette it was good it was, it was good i mean i got no more no not much more to say about yeah. that it was it wasn't it was good it was good that, that's the thing it was it was good it's a decent size. Yes, um, very. It's that's a. It one. might be a bit pricey because it's thirteen dollars for just the sandwich. That was thirteen dollars. Yeah. God damn. So I would what? say it's a bit pricey, but it is bra- braised brisket. So I don't care what you braise <laughs> for that size. Yeah, you it's, not, it's not huge. Braise the braise. <laughs> I would say if it was like thirteen dollars and it came with a side of like plain fries, I don't. That's, and a drink, maybe. I mean, the food, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was good. I, I think it's the portion is that. I, but but, but we were very full. We didn't even finish w- everything. Right now, I know we didn't. But, like, I guess I guess the price is, you know, we need to stop balling like we had a control here. Because yeah. I am not looking at the tag when I when Yeah, we well, I ordered, so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. I didn't, okay. Well, that, that's, that's, I guess if I had to say something, you know what I mean? Like, the price is a little high. You know what I mean? But. Always it really a, depends on what you order because right, like, it is because like the fries were six fifty, which food I is think good, is though. very reasonable. Yeah. Um, you the know. food is very good though, so yeah. the food is very good. Um, so I don't want it's just it's man, their prices, boy. That you know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> why am I learning about this now after we ate the shit? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> I'm done talking. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so check them out. They're in Hyde Park. They're in South Loop. Uh, they're in St. Louis. Um, nah. <laughs> in, if you are also in St. Louis, um, but yeah, we enjoyed it overall. Sure it did. was it was pretty good. It was a different um, fusion of, of foods that we haven't had before, and I think they went very well together. I did. I one hundred percent would uh, recommend this. I yeah, definitely try it out. You know, just just be cautious of the price. Bring your checkbook. You know, and uh, <laughs> don't. And you know, you can eat. Easily overeat here. That's oh, the thing, sure. like because like you're going to get full of yeah. certain things. You know what I mean, like so. So just be mindful of that. When you, I would when, say you can, each person can. Oh, they because they also have things like pho. They have you're uh, right. Yeah, they have gumbo. Like yeah, apparently with that gumbo yeah. sl- slapping. So they have other things on the menu that we did not order because um, we would have it would have been just way too much food. But I mean, we didn't finish everything we ate. So no, that's what I'm saying. We were um, full. So so go there with be smart about it. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think a person can eat and be full with fifteen dollars. Yeah, you if can. You order you can. if you order uh, correctly. Yeah, you can get what four of them uh, <laughs> tacos. <laughs> That's an, I think that's way more than enough. That, that is. That is. You, yeah, it is. Okay. Done. <laughs> done. All right, cool. Well, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, send it to someone you like. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, and if you did not like this episode, that's it. That's too bad for you then. <sighs> Dario's quitting the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed that. Please follow us on all social media at 77flavorsshy. And if you have any ideas and things you want to learn about, please email us at media at 77flavorsshy.com. Yeah, and if you could, also head on over to our YouTube channel, same thing, 77flavorsshy, and give us a follow, give us a like, and give us a good rating there. Make some comments. Go ahead and subscribe. We love y'all. See you next week.